Okay, if you could just give us a level check, that would be great. I'm Ryan Cochran Siegel, uh, Alpine skiing, and I just won the silver medal in men's super G. Cool beans. Hey, Ryan, congratulations. Thank you. This is gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, he sounds just like Yoda. Uh, I'm Elizabeth Beisel, two-time Olympic medalist, and I am jumping the press rope to take you inside the Athletes' Villages, some of the most interesting and exclusive places at the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. We'll talk to athletes whose performances are pushing the medal count on snow and ice, discussing pretty much anything and everything but actually winning medals, because we want to go behind the scenes, and even Olympic heroes have to eat. Unfiltered conversations from the ground about the daily experiences that make up the real athlete experience of the games. You know, like life and being in the village. Because it isn't all nail-biting pressure and medal ceremonies all the time. You can hear us in the headphones okay? Yeah. Okay, we'll get started in three, two, one. Yes, you did. Congratulations, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on In the Village with us here today. Almost exactly 50 years ago to the day, your mom won Olympic gold, and here you are finding yourself on the podium winning America's first alpine medal of the Games, a silver. What did the day leading up to winning this medal look like? Did you sleep well the night before? What did you eat? How was the village? How was your bus ride over? Like, give me all of the skinny. Yeah, so, I mean... Today was really led up by the past few days where between training runs for the downhill and then we actually, our downhill race got postponed to yesterday. So a lot of it was just, I was pretty tired from yesterday's race and it allowed me to get a good night's sleep. Um, slept great, woke up, I think 6am and, uh, just started my day like normal, but it's funny how leading up to the race, you just want to keep things how they've been, you know, I've had a pretty habitual breakfast. It's like two hard boiled eggs, some oatmeal and, protein muffin, cup of coffee. Um, but yeah, just staying in a rhythm and, um, enjoying it, enjoying it all. But, and then from there, you know, we just go up to the hill, have a good inspection, do a couple free ski runs. I actually with that had a good, like felt like I was skiing well, had a good touch with the snow and definitely put me in a good place that I really just wanted to go out and, and push my skiing when it came to the race. It all worked out for sure. Um, definitely all worked out. <laughs> yeah, it definitely all worked out. Um, you can be in multiple alpine disciplines, super G downhill. Each has its own length of skis. How many sets of skis are you bringing <laughs> with you to Beijing? And is it like so many sets that it's super hard to travel with? How's that? Yeah, I fortunately have a serviceman, uh, the magician Heinz Hemmerle, who gets to handle all the skis. Um, but yeah, we have a crazy amount of number of skis in our quiver. I think in terms of downhill skis, I want to say we brought nine or 10 and then probably six super G's. And then I have wow. three or four, maybe five GS skis and two pairs of slalom skis. So I add that all up, but it's a lot. It's a crazy amount logistically having to deal with that and handle that. Um, it definitely takes a team. So I, I don't think I ski. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, I also don't think I skied on a good number of those skis. They've just been in the wax room, but I skied on the right ones today. So that's that's what counts. That is what counts. Speaking of wax, how often are you waxing? Do you kind of choose which wax goes on each set of skis? Is that all yeah, up to you? No, that's all up to Heinz. I mean, he's been on this at this level for the last 40 years. He worked with Lindsey Vaughn, worked with Bodie Miller, 
other many other ski legends as well. So he he designs all the waxing and all of that. But I know that every day, I mean, he's in the in the wax cabin waxing the skis, tuning the edges, getting everything dialed, and it's takes a crazy amount of work from his side uh, to be able to do what I did today. And um, it's definitely it's it's pretty wild to think about. Heinz seems like an absolute legend. Wait, like, what is his background? Um, how long have you been working with him? What's his story? Yeah, so he, I don't know, it was in the 70s when he first became a ski technician. And he's worked with, I mean, the Austrians, the Canadians, um, the Americans. Uh, and I was actually, so he worked with Lindsay the whole time she was on head. So from 2010, I think, until she retired in 2019. And then he was working with the Germans um, for a couple of years with some of those athletes. And this past summer was actually when I just worked out a deal with Head that, you know, he was my guy. And and we've really, I think, honestly, like connected right away um, in terms of just our personalities. And, you know, we really, we want to win and we we're here because we're motivated and we want to do what's necessary in order to be the best skier. Um, and so I think for me, I honestly, parts of me, I'm like, I don't deserve his expertise and his ability. Um, he's, I would argue the best technician you could have as a ski racer. So I'm definitely fortunate in that sense, but, um, it's been really cool this, this season. And and I think looking forward to like, I'm thrilled that I get to work with him on a daily basis. Yeah. He sounds just like kind of the Yoda of technical (laughs) skis and everything. Yeah. Completely. Um, so when you're going to the hill and you're it's race day and you have that like like I love when I go to the ski mountains and the little kids have their they're like boot bags and they're bigger than <laughs> them. Okay, are you bringing a boot bag and what is in it? Aside from boots yeah. and probably helmet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um no, it's funny my normal boot bag, I left it in Europe, but it's massive. Um it fits everything between, you know, boots, suits, helmets, uh anything you would need. But the one I have here, I try to be a little more compact, so it's pretty standard. I mean, anything that I need for the race, back protector, um, my speed, speed suit, undersuit, like arm protectors, helmets, goggles, gloves. That's pretty, some like warm up stuff. So some bands and like a lacrosse ball, that type of thing. But I figure the less weight I can carry around, the better just in terms of like energy management and all that. So um, doesn't look quite as ridiculous as, yeah, like the young kids in the ski line that their backpacks bigger than them. What are back and arm protectors? So the back is like part of it's honestly, I think just to keep your back warm. And it's also, it protects you in case, you know, you crash or you're sometimes a gate will hit you too. Um, but it's basically just like a, a, a thick foam pad that, um, oh, wow. top of your kind of like right at the top of your spine all the way down to, I mean, your waistline, I would say. And it just part of it's aerodynamics, part of it's just so that, you know, if you're in a crash and you're super hyper extended it, it prevents some of that motion as well and then our protectors is just honestly so that when you're hitting the gates your arms aren't getting beat up yeah you're moving very fast and those things flip out very quickly so i totally get it so when you're racing how many layers total do you have <laughs> uh here i have like my long underwear and then just an undersuit which is kind of like smooths everything out for aerodynamics and then the speed suit um it's definitely on colder days, especially here with the wind, you don't want to be out in it for very long. We strip down and we put clothes on pretty quick. We're good at that, especially doing it for so long. But it's it's enough for, you know, two minutes of skiing and then you want to warm back up. How cold has it been? Like, like very, very cold. Are you putting on extra layers on practice runs? We had, yeah, 
one of our training run days was really windy and it was freezing with the wind. It like, you can't, I mean, it's hard to stay out for multiple runs in a row. Um, and I mean, I have boot heaters here and then I was wearing or using hand warmers too. And then definitely wearing coats as much as possible. And you, you just try to brave it out as long as you can before the pain sets in. But the past few days, honestly, it's been getting really nice. Um, the temperatures have been really friendly and, um, it just makes skiing really enjoyable. So it's not, it hasn't been that bad, but I think it can get brutally cold. I'm glad mother nature is starting to (laughs) behave herself and giving you guys a little break from the biting cold wind. You're some of the only people on the snow that you guys are at. What is it like kind of being the only skiers there, um, and not being with everybody else? Yeah, it's kind of, it seems like we have our own playground to ourselves, um, which is cool in a sense. It's nice, like, you know, going out there and recognizing everyone that's out there is here for this event and knowing, you know, I can go rip a trail and not be worried about who's on the backside of a terrain. I know that I can trust that, you know, people are in place where they need to be. And I think everything in this venue, the athlete village, it's all so purposeful and like, it just makes sense. Um, especially with the Alpine venue too, there's, you know, it's all, it's all connected and well thought out in terms of how they designed everything. And it just makes it as an athlete being able to handle the logistics and all the different things that get thrown at you, you can, you can really manage it really well. So it's cool. I think it's it's such an impressive venue to be at. That's amazing. Um, For you guys, when you're in the village, not racing and winning Olympic Olympic medals, what does a day look like? I know you're going to practice, but when you kind of have that downtime, what are you all doing in the village? I definitely, I chill hard. Spend a lot of time. I love that. I chill hard. That's great. (laughs) As you should. I think like we definitely, we're at a heightened state um, for so much of the day. So that when we get back here, it's kind of like a way to, you know, separate from that, to relax, unwind and, you know, just enjoy that. But it's, it's cool. You kind of feel like you're in college and you kind of, it's like, it's this weird, cool dynamic with all the athletes. And yeah, it's, I spend a lot of time in my bedroom. Just, I mean, I think in terms of COVID and all that, I think you gotta, there, there's a time and a place to be on a bell and then there's a good time to, you know, just be relaxing. Just keep it. Yeah, exactly. What do you do to relax and unwind? Anything specific? Um, I mean, when I get off the hill, I usually like ice my knee and then I'll Normatec. So like compression stuff on my legs Mm -hmm. and then just go through the normal routine of PT, dry land, maybe some video analysis type stuff, and then probably take a nap in there too. go eat dinner and then just kind of hang out with some of my teammates and friends and then go to bed. But it's really like the next day. Yeah, it's fun, but it's also not that exciting or exhilarating. It's definitely like pretty boring in a way, but I love it. I mean, this is like my life. I mean, you're also competing for Olympic medals. It's not like you're going out and like going for a run or exploring. And you say Norma Tech and you guys obviously have a lot of stuff to help recover. Is there a team room for you guys at the village? Is it on the hill? What does that look like? Yeah, so the way that like our whole dorm is set up i'll call it a dorm i don't know what you would call it but the team us spot in this village is we have our rooms that are kind of more like apartment style and then big hallways so like part of the dryland stuff honestly just takes place in the hallways where we have spin bike set up and then we have our own little workout room and then there is also a separate you know team usa like medical area where if we need special treatment then we can go to there for like a massage or PT on one of their tables, but we also have other physical physio tables set up on like Alpine set up on the second floor. So, um, we use those generally for 
those practices, but it's kind of, it's a cool, like we've got losers, we've got people in skeleton, bobsledders and Alpine that were kind of all just mixed in and, you know, living, living it up in the Olympic village. I love a good Norma tech. I would be in that room almost every single day. Oh, <laughs> it feels yeah. so great. Yeah. I usually Norma tech and within 10 minutes I'm asleep napping. So it's a great combo. Yeah. Good. Perfect recovery. There you go. Recovery of champions. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on winning Olympic silver. Absolutely amazing. Um, Enjoy the rest of your time in Beijing. Good luck. And again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you, you guys. It's been a pleasure. Follow In the Village now on Amazon Music to get automatic downloads and tune into the networks of NBC to watch every moment of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games. And for the first time ever, the Super Bowl and Winter Olympics will be on the same day and the same network. Competition continues at the Winter Olympics tonight. And don't miss Super Bowl 56 as the Los Angeles Rams take on the Cincinnati Bengals February 13th on NBC and Peacock.